morning. We begin by thanking our sponsors, Thomas Horror sponsor for the month of Kislev, Shmuel Malka Esterson, in memory of their parents and commemoration of the yard sites, Yitzchak Leib Ben Aaron Akayin, Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, Hinda Bas Henach Ephraim, in honor of the Rav Fully Dosar Kahila, and thank you, Bill Eskin, in honor of Chaim Rothschild. Ready to go? Okay, today's daf is daf Yechas. We are going to begin, we're picking up from where we left off yesterday, three, day, three lines from the bottom. I'm sorry, getting hooked up. Good? Omar Mar, Mitmanya Bey at Saif Mayada, Itaisiv Chaga de Shvua. From the eighth day of the month is when ultimately we were Minatseach, we prevailed over the Tzedukim when it came to the Yamtif of Shavuos. And we explained this briefly yesterday, which was that the Tzedukim insisted that Shavuos should always be on Sunday, because it says in the Pasuk, and Rashi explains over here that, if you can see into the very first wide line of Rashi, the top of Behen Rabbi Yechon of Menzakai. Rabbi spoke with them. He started dealing with them. Amar lahem, shaitim, you foolish people, minayim lachem. Where do you know this from? V'loi haya adam shechziru davar chutz mizakein echad. No one had the audacity to respond to him besides for one zakein. Shahaya mefatfet kenegdai. V'amar, Maishu Rabbeinu oyev Yisrael haya. Maishu Rabbeinu loved the Jews. He knew that Shavuos is only one day. So what did he do? He decided that Shavuos should always be immediately after Shabbos. Like this, they should have two days of a Yom Tif. You have Shabbos, which is immediately followed by a Yom Tif. Everyone knows that a two-day Yom Tif is great. It's even better when it's a three-day Yom Tif. loved Jews. And he wanted Jews to enjoy Shabbos and Yom as much as they possibly can, especially if you always make it on a Sunday, never have to miss any work. It's always just works out perfectly convenient. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, he, he, he saw all the benefit for Klai Yisrael. And therefore, he made the Shavuosh always fall out on Sunday. The Dachoi son, ultimately, he dismissed him. In other words, Ultimately, Rabbi Yechim and Zakeh was able to be menatzeach, was able to prevail over this argument, and therefore it always, it always worked. In other words, he was able to get to, to prevail, and therefore we were able to actually follow the calendar and have Shulah fall out on the calendric date, not just on Sunday. Okay. So the Gemara asks, And what does that mean? Therefore, you don't, we don't say any, we don't say a spade of this. The Gemara asks, Why do you have to write, why do you have to make a takana that we're not going to say any a spade until the end of Yom Tov? 
just say until the Mayan. The only relevant point over here is that from the beginning of the month until Yom Tif, there was no Aspedim. Umayyad Gufe, the actual Yom Tif itself of, of Pesach, Yom Tifu. It's Yom Tif. So what do you have to have a special, a special Megillus Tainus to tell you? There's no Aspedim in Yom Tif. It's Yom Tif already. Umayyad Gufe, Yom Tifu. Vasar, Amarapap, Vamarapap. It had to be, we needed to have it there to, to answer the day from beforehand. In other words, he, he's bringing back, that we mentioned this with regard to the halachas of, of Rish Chaydash. In other words, the reason why it has to be mentioned is because of Repubba, because Amar Repubba, Lenitzrucha, El Lesser Yosha Lefanov, Achanami Lenitzrucha, El Lesser Liyayim Shal Achra. We needed this in order to ask for the day afterwards. In other words, we wanted to make sure, we needed to mention all those eight days because we needed to include all the days the day afterwards. Right? In other words, had we just gone up until, remember, Mitmanya from the eighth day, Ad Saif Mayada, if he would not have said until the end of Yom Tif, so then we would have just come to a hard stop when it came to Yom Tif, but then we would not have the day afterwards. So therefore, it needed to be included in Megillus Tainus that we don't say this throughout Yom Tif, even though Yom Tif itself warrants its own halachas, we would say not to say a hespid. We had to include that to include Isruchag, to include the day afterwards. So Gemara says, hold on a second. If you're telling me that we're going to include the day afterwards, come on. Whom are we following when we say this? If you remember in the Mishnah, Mishnah had a machlaikis between the Tanakama and, and Rabbi Yaisi. Come on, Rabbi Yaisi, the Amr, what does he say? He says, Bein lefanov, bein Anytime we have these days that can't, we can't say a hasbid, we can't fast, it always includes the day beforehand and the day afterwards. Come on, Rabbi Yaisi, the Amr, bein lefanov, bein l'achrov asr. And therefore, Ihachi, Be'esrim v'tisha, Nami. If that was the case, that we're always including the day before and the day afterwards, you started too late. You're telling me from Rosh Chodesh, but the truth is, you should also include the 29th day. And we'll see why very soon. My area, to have a yoyme de mikame yoyme de mitukum timida, typically to have a yoyme de basar esrin utmanyebe. Why do we have to say that that's going to be the day which comes beforehand, in other words, the day before Ishkadesh, why can't we just say this is the day after the 28th of Adar? Now, what's the 28th of Adar? We're not familiar with any holiday on the 28th of Adar. And I think that this Gemara is just one of those, one of those Gemaras where it just, it's, it's striking how it hits us today in Hanukkah. Even though the Gemara is not talking about Hanukkah, it's a very strong, striking resemblance of Hanukkah. The Gemara explains, Ditanya. For we learned in a Bryce in Rosh Hashanah, Be'estrim Utmanyebe, in the 28th day of the month of Adar, Asa Besorta Tavtal Yudai. A very good piece of news showed up by the, by the Yehudai, by the Jews. What, what was the good news? The Lo'yidun Minay Raisa. They're not going to be separated from the Torah. Why? Shepamachas, one time, Nigzura Gezerah al Yisrael. There was a terrible decree that was decreed against the Jewish people. They're not allowed to learn Torah. They can't perform a bris on their children. That they were obligated 
by law to violate the Shabbos, which is, you know, a striking resemblance of Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah today. Now, this Gemara is not talking about Hanukkah. We'll see this is coming from the Malchi Raimi. This is a Roman decree. In other words, there never was a shortage of times, of, times in the history of Klai Yisrael that um, our adversaries fell short of coming up with things to make our lives a little more difficult. But here, clearly, this is something which there was a Gezerah from Malchus Raimi, the Romans, they put it, they instituted this Gezerah, and these three Gezerahs, which were very specifically relevant to Hanukkah as well, became Batal on that day. So what happened? The Gemara says, what happened when they, when they instituted this decree, when they put together this Takana, that the Jews were obligated to, number one, they were not, they were not allowed to learn Torah, Number two, they were not allowed to give a brismila. And number three, they were obligated to be Michal Shabbos. Ma'asa, Yehuda ben Shemua. What did Yehuda ben Shemua do? V'chaverov, sorry, Ma'asa, Yehuda ben Shemua, V'chaverov. Halchu v'natlu eitzu v'matrunisa achas. They took an eitzah. They went to get some sage advice from a particular woman. Shekal g'deli remi metzuyinet. In other words, this is a very popular woman who is constantly giving advice to all the you know, upper echelons of Rome, and they went to ask her what to do. And she said, Amrullahem, she said to them, Imdu Ginu Balaila, go make a hafkana. What's a hafkana? A protest. So she recommended apparently they had First Amendment rights even then. She said to them, Go out in the evening and go make a protest. Now in Rabbeinu Gershom he writes, Why do it by night? Why can't you just do it during the day? So he says simply, they didn't have microphones back then. Everyone's busy traveling and everyone's honking their horns. So therefore, you can't do it during the day. No one's going to hear you. So Rabbi Nagarishim on the side says, You should do it at night because, like this, at least your voice will be heard. And there are some who explain that the reason why they did it at night was because there was a particular school for doing things like this at night. That's when. Um, when um, Yaakov fought with the Malach, and these are, there, there are, it's a more, it's a, it's a better time for our tefillahs to be in the scabble, to be heard at nighttime. But ultimately, here we see again, it's just important to point out that these three things constantly came under attack. Learning Tyra, Brismila, and Shabbos. Why? Because those are the three unique things about Jews. Of course, we have many unique things about us, but these are the things that clearly separate us from, from other nations. And nobody likes that there's anything special, anything particular about the Jews which, which make, them, make them special. So this was constantly under attack. And here, again, we have that in, in Adar, there was this Gezerah, and ultimately, we'll see what happened. They went to the streets, and they, they followed her advice. They went, made this protest in the evening. So first, it's important to point out they started off, how does the Hafkana start? They started off with tefillah. And as the Rashi says, Aha Hashem. And Rashi says, Lakadosh Baruch Hu Hayutzayakim. They were crying out to Hashem, Al Aisim Shegazra Lehem Gezeris Kashris, Vahayu Aimim Lehem of the Akadosh Baruch Hu Bechiloyachecha. And they would say this in front of the Kadosh Baruch. In other words, they recognized that their ultimately, it's not, their salvation is not going to come by going into the street and screaming and yelling. They, they needed to come together. A proper afghana is not just coming together and making lots of noise and breaking things. It's not what they were doing. They were coming together. A lot of you didn't come together. What do you do? You daven. 
Now, they started off by saying, Eishamayim. In other words, referring to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem, where are you? Please help us. Keli, keli, lama azavtani. Why did you leave us? But what were the words that they said? They said, Aren't we your brothers? Aren't we all ultimately children of the same father? Aren't we the, the, the children of the same mother? What is it? In other words, they said clearly, what do you want from us? Just leave us alone. You don't bother anybody else. But constantly, time after time after time again, you just, again, just bothering us. Don't leave, you don't leave us alone. All we want to do is learn Torah. All we want to do is give a bris to our children. We want to keep Shabbos. Why does that bother you so much? You don't bother anybody else, any other religions. And ultimately what happened, Ubitlam, that, that worked, and their, their plea was, was successful. So of course, we have to recognize it was, it was a, a nation of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem helped them out, and they were Minatzeach, they prevailed. But this was the plan that they used. They went out to the streets, and they had this cry of, just leave us alone. Literally, just leave us alone. And Ubitlam, they made this day into a Yamtev. So, in other words, the Gemara is asking you a question here. We got off on a tangent with this story. The Gemara's question was, if this story happened on the 28th, then the 29th day, which is the day before Rosh Chodesh, is always going to be a day that you can't fast and you can't give espedim, simply because, according to your logic, we're following Rabbi Yossi. And Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that you always, it's always the day before and the day afterwards. In other words, if the Gemara said, which just follow the train of thought, the Gemara started off asking, why do you need to say from the eighth day through Yom Tif, we can't fast and we can't say a Hespid? The Gemara's answer was, it was important to mention that because we needed to include the day that follows Yom Tif. Had we just allowed Yom Tif to work in its own right and say on Yom Tif there's no fasting and there's no Hespidim, so then it certainly would have worked, but we would have lost that on Isruchah. Isru Chag itself would have been a day that Hespit and Tainus would be mutter. So therefore we said throughout the whole Yom Tev, according to Rabbi Yisim, we don't fast the day afterwards either. So now if it's true that the day after any one of these events also is a day which is a Yom Asar Behespit Ubetainus, so then the 29th day would be included anyway. We don't need to have that it's the day before Ashkodesh because it's included in the day after the 28th. We, didn't, we never mentioned the 28th up until now because it wasn't, wasn't important for this discussion. But now that we're talking about the day after any of these particular events also being included, so that we no longer need to, to know anything about the day before Rosh Chodesh because the day before Rosh Chodesh always is going to be the 29th. So therefore the 29th would be a day which is also Bahasbudubatinus simply because it's the day after the 28th. So the more answers are Ravaya, You need this for a Chodesh Mu'ubar and Ibar Yar. Now Rashi has two understandings. One of them is that it's talking about an Ibar Yar in the literal sense of the word, like we have this year, with an extra Adar. And when you have an extra Adar, what happens is the second one, and Rashi, Rashi says, The Hasta, Ki Havi Adar Sheni Malay, Havi Yom Shloshim Lufnei Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So that's one understanding, is that there's two Adars, and the second Adar has 30 days. The other understanding is that it's a, it doesn't mean that there's actually a whole extra month, but again, we're talking about a period of time when they were Mikadash Tachodesh 
based upon the witnesses, Edim, who would come and say they saw the Levana. So in this case, it doesn't mean that it's a, it's a Chodesh Mu'ubar, it just means they came a day late. Rashi writes, Inami nira Chodesh Yom Lamed. They didn't see the new moon right away, and therefore the month ended up getting extended anyway, and therefore they had a 30th day. The bottom line is, in any case, the most important piece of information here is that you could have two days between the 28th and Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So if it's a normal month, then 29th will be the last day. The, the 28th, the 29th will be the last day, which will always be our Rosh Chodesh. But under any one of these circumstances, it comes out that you have a 30th day, so then you'll have a second day there, which separates between the 28th and Rosh Chodesh, and therefore you have to have the halacha that Erev Rosh Chodesh will be Asr, Pastor Vatinus. Again, Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan will be Asr, Pastor Vatinus. Just, just to mention, it seems like Tosfus just takes the simple approach. And he writes, it's in this, the, all the way at the top of the Mitzvah, Ha'el Chodesh Pe'uber, Pirish Te'avrua La'adar, Shlonira Halavana Ad Yom Lamed. Pe'avrua Rosh Chodesh Nisan Yom Lamed Aleph, Pirish, and he explains, Vimkain, Hai Chavtes Lo Matzinu La'osro, Mishum Yom Shalifnei Rosh Chodesh, the heavy, the Yom Lamed Mavsik Bentayim. And Tosis just seems to take the simple approach that he just goes straight to the point. Without talking about whether there's two Adars, one Adar, the point just is, that you could have an Adar that has 30 days. If you have an Adar which, which has 30 days, then the 29th day is not going to be Erev Rosh Chodesh, and therefore you have to just be explicit about what the Halach is going to be. Ravashi answers this question as well. You could even, we could even be talking about Chodesh Chasar, and he writes, He says, in other words, you're not gonna, this is not really a problem, because there's a difference between the day afterwards and the day beforehand, any time which says that, that the Yom Achrav is also Asr, he says you could, make a, you could draw a distinction between Hesped and Tainus. Tainus, fasting is going to be a problem, but a spadim are going to be mutter. And he says something very interesting. This is like an interesting day where it's sandwiched between two very special days. Yesterday was the 28th, which was a yamtif, because that was the day when the salvation came from this Roman decree where the Jews could not practice their religion freely. The next day is going to be Rosh Chodesh, where the story of the Karban Tamid came about. So you have this one day of the 29th sandwiched between. We don't want to just have a regular day squished in between. We have a similar concept of this. It's called the Yom Miyuchas. It's actually, Yom Miyuchas is not really Miyuchas for anything. What, what is it? In the beginning of Sivan, you have Rosh Chodesh, then you have Shloshes Me'akbala. So you have that one day where it's nothing. So that's called the Yom, Yom HaMiyuchas. Because right? you have the Shloshes Me'akbala before Shavuos, then you have Rosh Chodesh. There's that one day which is nothing, it's called the Yom HaMiyuchas. We don't want to have that day just as being nothing. Like a one idle day sandwiched in between. So what he's saying over here is, normally, any day which follows a day, it would be Osir Pehaspid, it would be forbidden to, to, sorry, it would be also to fast, but it would be permissible to have a hesped. This day is unique because it's sandwiched between Rosh Chodesh and this special time when ultimately we prevailed over the tzedukim, and therefore, Asuk Yom Atzmo, they actually treated it like Yom itself. And therefore, Afilu Behesped, Nami Asr, and also became Asr with Hespedim, with eulogies.
All right, Amar Mar Mitmanya Bay from the eighth day Vaad Sof Moada Itosev Chaga Dishvua. We are able to ultimately prevail over the the holiday of Shvuaya of Shuas. La Mispud that we should not say Hespedim. So Lamali Lamar Mitmanya Bay. Why do we have to include the eighth day? Lema mitishabay. Day 8 gets doubled over. Because we said from Rosh Chodesh and through Day 8, there's no Hespedim and no Tainus. In other words, that was the day, those days were written in Megillah's Tainus. Why? Because that was the period of time when we prevailed over the Tzedukim with regard to the carbon Tamid and we were able to actually prove where the funds should come from. We know those funds we mentioned yesterday come only from the communal funds. The Tzedukim wanted to insist that it comes from a Yachid. And during that period of time, ultimately we were Minat we were we prevailed over them, and we won. That includes day 8. And then we say from day 8 through the end of Yom Tif. So day 8 is covered on both sides. So why do you have to say both? So Lamali Lameymar Mitmanya Bey, Lema Mitisha Bey, what the Gemara says over here is, we know that all of these Yom Tev, Yom Tevim, ultimately were battle. We don't have Purim or Hanukkah on the 28th of Adar. We have Purim. I'm going to see soon how the date could change. We have either on the, on the 14th or the 15th of Adar, but we don't have a Yom Tov, we don't have Chanukah in the middle of Adar. So all these Yom Tovim eventually were Batal. So the Gemara says, the reason why we had to ma- mention the eighth day twice, because we were, were concerned that maybe one of these periods of time, one of these Yom Tovim will ultimately become Batal, and if that happens, we wanted to have the other side will still be there to protect the eighth day. So to make sure that the eighth day is covered on both sides, in case one of the Yom Tovim ultimately became Batal, we mentioned it twice. So Gemara says, Hashem to Asus Lahachi, now that you've come to this, Esrim Vetisha Nami, the 29th day also, Kivan de Ilumikla Milsa, Ubatline la Esrim Mutmanya, what would happen if we're going to be Mavatal the 28th day? So Esrim Vetisha, Gufayasu, Devala Yoma, Devakama Yoma, Ditokim Tmida. That's why we have to have that day anyway. Like this will be the day before Rosh Chodesh. In other words, the original question that we asked about why do we have to have a special Erev Rosh Chodesh to include it? Why can we just include it in the day after the 28th? Well, the answer will be because what's going to happen is if we're mevatel it, then we end up not having that yamta. So therefore, we include it on both sides. In other words, what's coming out over here is we recognize that these Yom Tovim were not necessarily established to be there always throughout the history of all the Jewish people. And therefore, we recognize it's important to mention every single day, even though we may double up those days, and you may be redundant in having one day being included in two lists, but we have to recognize if we're going to be vital one of them, we want it to still be there within the other one. Itmar Chiyabar Asi, Amarab Halacha Krebiasi. How do we paskin? So again, just to see this Mechlokas inside in the Mishnah, It's the fourth line in the Mishnah on Dav Tesvav Amud Beis. Kol Akasav Megillas Tainus Delo LeMisbud Bahon. Sorry, Delo LeMisbud. The fun of Asa LeAchra of Mutter. 
the day beforehand is Asr, the day afterwards is going to be Mutter. Rabbi Yossi says the day beforehand and the day afterward is also going to be Asr. And again, Lo Lasana Lafanov Ulaakrov Mutter, Yosyam Lafanov Asr Ulaakrov Mutter. So here, how do we paskin? Says the Gemara, Halachik Reb Yosi. Well, Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says Halachik Reb Meir. The Halachas like Reb Meir, and it does not include the day after, only the day before. So Gemara asks, Umi Amar Shmuelach, is it true that Shmuel said this? Vatanya Shimigam Lil Amar, Matamal Amar Bahon, Bahon, Shtei Padma. Why does it have to say the word Bahon within them? Why have to say that word so many times? We get it. So he says, Lomar Lach, to say that they're Asr beforehand and afterwards. Sorry. And afterwards it's Mutter. Shmuel says the halach is like Mishim Gamliel. So we say, clearly, he says like Mishim Ben Gamliel. So the Gemara says something very interesting. Me'ikara savar kiven deleka tano demekel k'rabi meyer. Amar halacha k'rabi meyer. Originally, when he thought the most lenient opinion was Reb Meir, he said that Allah was like Reb Meir. Kiven de Shami Rabban Shimon, the Mekel Tfei, once he heard of this opinion of Reb Shimon, was even more Mekel, Amar Allah Shimon Gimli. In other words, it was evolving. In other words, it depended where he was up to in terms of his knowledge of who was the most Mekel. Okay, V'chein Amar Bali, Amar that was referring to not fasting. So just quickly, if you look at Rashi, the second to last line, with regard to the halacha of saying his spadim, the halacha is not like Rabbi that both beforehand and afterwards you can't say a hesbit. Like Reb Meir, he said it was permissible to say a hesbit the day afterwards. And therefore the halacha is that you are allowed to say the hesbit on the day afterwards. Now, can it be that Rabbi Yechanan said this? How could it be that he's paskening like Rabbi Yaisi? Rabbi Yochanan always passes like a Stam Mishnah. Now, what's the Stam Mishnah that we have to deal with? Utnan. And we learned. This is a halacha with regard to Megillah. Sechs Megillah that we're allowed to bring the reading of the Megillah back earlier. Now, we have to understand what was talk- the Gemara is talking about here is that the Mishnah was discussing people would come into town. They lived in towns, but they didn't have anybody who was able to read the Megillah where they were. Either, either they didn't have enough people or they didn't know how to read it. So now they would come into town to do business. And we wanted to work it out that it would be able to be a convenient time for them to hear the Megillah. So they're, depending on when Purim fell out that year, is how many days earlier they would actually move back the Kriya Samagillah. So you could move it back, but you can't be Ma'achar. So turn to the page at the top of your chest. So even though it says... You could be maktim. You could move the Kriyas Megillah back. So the top of your chesim obeys. Mutarin behesped uvetainus. You're allowed to say hesped and tainus. So the Gemara is setting up a halacha over here that there's going to be a day that you're going to move the Megillah back to, and that's going to be a day when you will read the Megillah, 
but today is going to be permissible with Hesped and Tainus. So the Gemara says, Amos. What's this day? Ilema, if you're talking about Bnei Chameisar, people who lived in a walled city, who read the Megillah on the 15th day, and what they're doing is, they are reading the Megillah a day earlier. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Umi Shari, is that permissible? Faksiv, the Megillah's Tainus, it says, the Megillah's Tainus, Yom Arba Asarbo, you can't say Hesped on that. In other words, the halacha can't be true that somebody who is a B'nei Chamesa, who lives in a walled city who should hear the Megillah on the 15th day, and he's hearing it on the 14th day, that you would that would be a day which is mutter behesped, because it's not. It's very clear. The 14th and 15th day, 15th day are days that are also with Hesped. To say that there's an iser for a person who lives in a, in a 15th place or a 14th place, in other words, both days, regardless of which one you're observing, are aser behaspud of So in other words, it can't be that there's a halacha that on the 14th day or on the 15th day it would be mutter behesped, that you're allowed to say the eulogy, because those days are objectively off limits for the hesped, because there's Megillah on both of those days. Vela b'nei Besar must be, we're talking about a person who lives outside of a walled city, and he reads Megillah on the 14th day, v'kakari le'betlesar, and he is reading it on the 13th day. So again, if you look at Rashi, v'kakari b'yod gimel, the 14th day fell out on Tuesday. So now he comes to work, he comes into the city the day before. So therefore, we actually, we move it back, we move it one day back in order to accommodate the people who are coming in for the Yom HaKnisa, for the marketplace, the day earlier. The Lord says, it can't be that you're going to allow, has paid them on that day, Yom Niknar Hu. That's Yom Niknar. We'll see soon what Yom Niknar is. It must be, it's a person of the 14th day, he's reading it on the 12th day. Now how does that work out? If you look at Rashi, of the 14th, fell out on Wednesday, so again, the 14th falls out, on Wednesday, so you move it all the way back to the 12th on Monday. Mark says, you can't do that day either because that's Yom Turinus. It's another holiday of Yom Turinus. Again, we'll see what that is very soon. It must be, this is a, one of those cases where you're actually reading it on the 11th, which is the week before. The Kataniyam we learned, Mutter Behesped Ubatinus. So the Gemara says, and it says, The Gemara says, Lo, V'nei ar beisar, V'kakar betresar. It must, that's not the day. In other words, this would be the Stam Mishnah. That would be the problem that goes, not like, not like, the opinion that we mentioned earlier, which said that it would be, 
Asr on the Yom Shalafan of Kribi Yossi. In other words, Rabbi Yechiran was one who said that Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, but we have a Stamish that says not like that, that it's actually Mutter. In other words, it says clearly it's Mutter Bas Bidu Batainis, that's the day beforehand, not like Rabbi Yossi. Where it says, Lo Bnei Arbasar, it must be talking about it was, the, it, was the, it was people of the 14th. In other words, they live in a city where they read the Megillah on the 14th. The Kakarle Betracer, they're reading it on the 12th. You're telling me, what's the problem? That's already Yom Tirainis, Yom Tirainis Gufe Betuli Batla. This is again, we mentioned earlier, they were in Vatal Yom Tirainis. We'll see again what the, what the Gemara is going to tell us exactly what this holiday of Yom Tirainis is. Why were they mevatel Yom Tirainis? Gemara says, "Hayul v'nergubai Shmaya ve'achia Achav, ve'achia Achav." Shmaya and his brother Achio were killed on that day. Now, who were these two people, Shmaya and his brother? We don't know. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says Shmaya ve'achia Chasidim Hayu v'loy Pirish Mihem. They were very pious and special, Jew, and special Jews, and they were they were killed on those days. When we see Hasidim Hayu, it doesn't mean that they had long payas and they wore a, a reckle on Shabbos. It means that they were very special people. They lived their lives with the Mishur Sadin. They went beyond the letter of the law to serve the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And again, the historical context of this must have been lost. We don't know who they were. We just know their names. Because they, they died, they were killed on those days, we decided to uproot the holiday. In other words, the holiday that was warranted because of the, the story of Tyrannus ultimately was uprooted because of this terrible tragedy that day. Kihadam Rav Nachman, Gazar, Tanisa, Betresar, they made a Tainis on Tresar, the twelfth day. Amrulei, Rabbanon, the Rabbanon said to him, Yom Tiranisu, it's Yom Tiranisu, you can't make a Tainis on this day. Amrulei, Yom Tiranisu, Gufi, Betuli, Batluel, Hayol, Venergu, Boshmaya, Ve'achya, Achav. Because Shmaya and his brother Achav were killed on that day, they decided to uproot the holiday of Yom Tirainus. Gemara says, V'tepeklei dehevelei yom shalifnei niknar. Why don't we say it's, it's the day before yom niknar? In other words, it's yom niknar also. Gemara says, Ravashi hashta iu kufi batlu mishum yom niknar nikum nigzar. They were revatal the whole thing, so they're going to go ahead and put it back in there because of the day before. In other words, they revatal the whole yomtif of yom Tirainus because of this terrible tragedy. You're going to say, oh, so now we're going to now reinstate the Isra of Hesped and because it's the day before Yom Niknar. In other words, even the Yom Niknar would have, would have been up, uprooted because of this. So you're going to tell me that because it's the day before Yom Niknar, which is on the 13th, therefore we're not going to allow Hesped and Tainus. We already uprooted a whole holiday for this. So therefore it's not going to help us. So now the Gemara asks the, asks the important question. My Niknar or my Tyrannus? What are, what are, these, are, are these people? So the name Niknar we know from the story in Meseches Yuma that there was the, these doors that were brought, Char Niknar, this is not the same person. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Detanya, for it says, Niknar Echad Mi'afrache Yevane. He was one of the Greek officers. Again, Yevanim, on Hanukkah. See, he was He had this obsession. Every single day, he would go out and do the same thing. He would stretch out his hands on When will I ultimately trample on these Jewish people? In other words, he was a tyrant. 
who literally every single day harassed the Jewish people. And he was waiting for that day to finally take over and swallow up and trample over the Jewish people. And I feel like I'm reading Alanisim in the middle of davening today. When the Beis Chashmanai ultimately were, were successful and they prevailed, the Nitzchem Katsitsu Bahonus Yodav Raglam, they cut off his thumbs and his big toe. They finally took this tyrant and he hung him on the gates of Yushalayim. This mouth that spoke with such arrogance, these hands that he would stretch out over Yushalayim, he finally getting what he deserved. So again, this guy who literally harassed the Jews day in and day out, finally when the Chashmanayim were Atzeach and they prevailed, they finally just gave him what he deserved and they made a Yom Tef out of that. That was, that was the Yom Nikna. Okay, so my Turinus, who's this person, Turinus? Amar, they say, Kishabikesh Turinus Laregas as Lulinus Upapas Achiv, Balutkia. He wanted to kill these two people. Now, again, this story is not so clear exactly what happened, but Rashi tells us that it's in Rashi Belutgia, there's a period in the middle. Rashi says, The daughter, the princess of the king, was found killed. For Amru, and people said, of course, who's responsible? Who else? The Jews. And who else would be responsible for someone who died? The Jews killed her. The Gazru Gezer al Yisrael, they ultimately they made a Gezerah that they're gonna wipe out all the Jews. We are the ones who killed her. These two were, were killed. So we'll hear the story about them in a minute. This actually is a famous shuba for Amosha. Amosha discusses, is it mutter to do that? They didn't kill. You know, a lunat, lulinus and papas achiv, they didn't kill her. But they realized that if they are going to stand up and take the hit, then all the rest of Klai Yisrael will be saved. So this, it's actually very, it's a very interesting and fascinating discussion. Is, was that mutter to do? And Ramosha discussed this in a very long tshuva. But ultimately, Amar Lahem, you said to them, If you are from the same nation as Hanani, Mishal, and Azariah, In other words, let's see what your God can do to protect you from me. In other words, I'm about to kill you. So if you guys really think so much of yourselves, let's see what's going to happen here. In other words, they said, he, he said, Turinus said to Lulinus and Papas ben Yudha, if you guys are from the same nation as Hanani Mishal Barzaya, they were also put to, put to death by Nebuchadnezzar. Ultimately, they were saved. So let's see if you have the same God who's protecting you. Amru, they said to Hanani Mishal Barzaya, Tzadikim Gemurim Hayu. First of all, we are not on the same level as Hanani Mishal Barzaya. They were Tzadikim Gemurim, and Beru'yin Hayu Lasis Lehemnes. They deserved to have a miracle be performed on behalf of them to save them. Not only that, Nebuchadnezzar Melech Hagen Haya. Nebuchadnezzar was a proper king. Now it's important to point that Nebuchadnezzar was, he was no great tzaddik. He destroyed the base of English. But, I mean, he, he's, he had lots, lots of problems. But at least they felt that compared to you, Tyrannus, he was a proper person. In other words, you're that bad that Nebuchadnezzar was at least considered to be a Melech Hagen. And the Gemara does say that there were certain things about Nebuchadnezzar which at least classified him to a certain extent as proper. 
And therefore, it was appropriate that a nes could happen under something that he is doing. However, in other words, pretty much said, you, you're just a lowlife. And therefore, it's not worthy that a Kaddish Baruch Hu should, should, should get involved in you. Therefore, it must be, we must be deserving of death. If you're not going to kill us, there are plenty of ways a Kaddish Baruch Hu can get us. There's no shortage of beers and lions that can come attack attack us. So therefore, Ella Loma Sino Khajbarhu Biyadcha, Ella Shasid Lifra Lifra Domainu Miyadcha. In other words, they said to him, you know what? It must be that we're deserving of this. In just some context, realize when I'm mentioning this thing about whether it was much for them to stand up to have themselves saved, they were going to be killed anyway. Because the Gzair was to kill everybody. So now they, they understood that they were going to be killed. So they said to Tyrannus, listen, we must deserve this for some reason. We don't know exactly why, but we deserve it. And therefore we have to make sure that you know, we, we, we can't put ourselves to the test of Hanani Mishal Vazariah, because we must deserve it. If it won't be you who will kill us, it will be a lion, it will be a bear, it will be something else who will come attack us. Why is it that you have this chos to kill us? The reason why you have this chos to kill us is, She'asidli parat dimenum yadcha. Kadosh Baruch will take, take revenge over you. Afal pikein hargan. Nevertheless, with all his gaiva, all his arrogance, he went and he killed them. Miyad, hargan miyad. Amru, they said, they didn't leave this place. miromi, a German, a, a Roman general came. They took wood bat, bats and they whacked him over the head and busted his brains. Literally, they busted his brains. That's what Mara says. So, in other words, he wasn't deserving that a miracle should happen under his watch. Why was it that under his watch he had the, I guess the terrible opportunity to kill these, to kill these tzaddikim. Why? Because he deserved to be punished himself, and therefore we, he had to be set up for that. Let's just finish quickly. The, the, the Mishnah taught us, and goes in Tainus, we don't set up the Tainus, and goes in Tainus, we don't start on Rosh Kaddish, we always, we always start on the Monday or the Thursday. What's considered a starting? In other words, what's considered that we started already, that we could continue into Rosh Kaddash, Rebach Amar Shalosh, has to be three times, Rasi Amar Achas, even once. Yudah Amar, Rav, Lozu Divri Meir, Sha'amar Mishun, Mishun Rav Gamliel, Avachachamim Omrim, Misana Umashlim, he starts fasting and he finishes, Dars Marzuch, Mishmed, Rav Huna, Alacha, Misana Umashlim, that indeed, they do start fasting and they finish until Chashecha, until the evening, until, until, until the end, Tomorrow we will start the third tarik. Have a wonderful day.